Podcast Answer Man, episode number 286. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, this is Chris Brogan from ChrisBrogan.com, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show and everything else that we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends. I am so excited to be back this week. Oh, my goodness. Do I have a wonderful show prepared for you today? What are we going to cover? Well, I'm going to start things off with a personal plug of the week. I'm very excited to have another social media segment with my great friend, Eric J. Fisher. I'm going to actually have that in the front of the episode today. I'll intro that for you in just a moment. I'm going to answer some questions from the voicemail feedback hotline, and I could not be more excited than I am right now about the question that Matt called in asking me if I could, number one, provide a link to my very first podcast episode, but also to give you a flavor for how things have evolved over time in my own podcasting journey. And so I've spent a lot of time pulling out some information and going to be playing some audio clips, some blasts from the past, if you will, in this episode. And and hopefully that'll encourage you as you see how things have have evolved over time and it'll help you maybe feel comfortable about getting out there and, and, uh, you know, start, start practicing, get this thing going. Uh, You don't get perfection right away. And I'm going to demonstrate that one for you. Also, Debbie calls in a question about my .tv domain. Ben wants to know, uh, how to get exposed if you you know want to be interviewed by others, but there doesn't seem to be other uh, podcasts in your niche. And I've got a couple other questions that I have on standby just in case there's enough time. But let's go ahead and get things started. Uh, the first thing I want to do is give you my personal plug of the week. And this week, my friend, it is the Better Piano Podcast by James Deering. That's right. If you go to betterpiano.com, I'm just thrilled with what James has done here. Just go to betterpiano.com, click over on podcast, and this is somebody who has, um, you know, a, a talent and has a desire to share and to teach and to help others with that talent. And so you've got a guy with uh, a great sound. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead and play a little bit from his first, actually his third episode. Um, Welcome to the Better Piano Podcast, brought to you by www.betterpiano.com. All right, and I'm going to get in here. Listen to his voice. Hi, and thank you for joining me today for this, the third episode of the Better Piano Podcast. This so you got really good in-studio quality sound. He's playing from his piano, teaching, training, helping people. Uh, certainly, you know, I, I've already uh, gave him some ideas on things that he can do to help improve the show, the format, putting maybe a lot of the announcements about the website at the end of the show instead of the front of the show. But I, I believe 
uh, some wonderful things are going to happen for James Deering over at the Better Piano Podcast. And if you're a piano player or know somebody that is and wants to improve upon their skill, maybe they should check out the betterpiano.com podcast or actually website and podcast by James Deering. I just love to see people who are finding creative ways to help others and get their message and their passion online. So James, congratulations on that, my friend. I'm going to do something next that I have not done uh, in a very long time. And well, two things. Number one, I'm going to actually put the social media segment. Uh, It's a lot of Facebook talk. It is exactly 30 minutes and 15 seconds in length uh, where Eric and I are going to talk about uh, some things that have changed in the in the Facebook space. And and uh, I'm going to give a little bit of more insight into some of the crazy obsessive compulsive things that I've been doing with my own Facebook account and all of that here. But let me tell you something. I'm going to go ahead and and just do a a rough transition into that pre-recorded segment that I did with Eric. And then after that, 30 minutes from now, I'm going to give you this montage of the evolution of my own podcasting journey. So do stick around for that. Or if you're not interested in the social media segment, just starting right now, go 30 seconds further into this episode and make sure that you come back for the second half of Podcast Answer Man this week. I am so excited. But before I get to that, let's go ahead and turn things over to that social media segment right now. All right, my friends, it is now time for our social media segment. And standing by with me in our social media correspondent special booth, Eric J. Fisher. It has been a couple weeks, my friend. Yes, it has. Wow. I, I you know we have had Thanksgiving and all of these wonderful things. You know, we don't get to see each other that often face to face. But the last time you and I talked before t- this morning was when you were here at my home. Yes, which was fun. It was fun, but it's been way too long, my friend. That was our geek play date. It was our geek play date. Um, you know that that my iPad mini has hardly ever left my side. <laughs> I absolutely love this thing. Hey, in the world of social media, though, some mm-hmm. things have been going on. Uh, before we started talking about what our main segment was going to be today, did you? Didn't we come up with some kind of um, oh, some kind of just one-off kind of announcement? I, what was yeah. that? I, I think the one-off announcement was just that uh, there's some talk out there about how uh, different styles of posts, not just the standard, you know, photos are the thing on Facebook, EdgeRank, that uh, sometimes text can beat photo and link posts on EdgeRank for engagement. Yeah, so, I, I did hear you say that, and, and you said somebody had posted a blog post with some you know, screenshots showing where definitely a text-only status update got a whole lot more involvement uh, and interaction than even, you know, one of the things that we seem to be doing a lot lately, which is including an image and then the information with that image. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, if you want to go read that article, you can go. It's uh, written by a friend of mine here locally. His name's Kevin Mullet. If you go to allfacebook.com, up in the search box, just type Kevin and then M-U-L-L. E-T-T, and the article is right there, Facebook text-only posts. There you go. Oh, you know what? And and before we get into our main topic for today, also, uh, along the lines of that EdgeRank stuff, 
is, uh, and actually this all kind of fits into our topic for today. It's a great, great perfect lead-in, and that is Mark Cuban. Did I send you an email with? Uh, you did. Yes. His blog post. Mm-hmm. That was great, dude. He totally nailed it. I believe. Yeah. Well, and I would fail to stay on topic as well if I didn't quickly mention the fact that uh, social is it social media explore. Which one does Michael Stelzner do? Social media explorer, S- examiner, or examiner. Examiner. Okay. So then. So then Social Media Explorer with Jason Falls, he and another writer did a point-counterpoint on Facebook and the promoted posts and all that kind of stuff. And both posts, the for and against, were very well written. And I was like, yep, true. Oh, wait, no, yep, that's true too. So (laughs) you really ought to go check those out as well. Well, I want to read something from Mark Cuban's blog because I I absolutely love this. And this is what prompted me to email you a link to his article. He says, but this overcomplication, uh, overcomplication via algorithm creates a financial problem for brands. By trying to be an incredibly efficient information delivery source, they confine our ability to organically reach most of our, our followers to sponsored posts. They also significantly increase our costs because we create, if we create a post that doesn't engage our followers to the level the algorithm expects it to, it can impact our ability to be seen in the future. Talk about pressure. Put up a post, but be sure that Edgerink doesn't think it sucks. Then, of course, there is the money. As many have written before me, sponsored posts can get very, can get expensive. If you post many times a day, that can get incredibly expensive. So why would brands who can't afford the algorithmic presentation risk or fi- or the financial cost want to continue to drive their user interaction by investing Facebook if there are alternatives. Anyway, I'll put a I'll make sure we get a yep. link to that in our show notes for today as well. But so this this whole thing this edge rank has gotten a lot of people up in arms and of course the news feed and the fact that they're curating with an algorithm what actually gets shown and Back in the old days of Facebook, even back to 2006 and stuff like that, I remember, or was it 2007? I remember not everything showed up anyway. I I mean, we had the sliders that says, yes, I'd like a little bit more of these stories, not so many of, not so much of these pictures and stuff like that. So we really never got a full on notification of everything, you know, people were doing on Facebook. Yeah, the full-on fire hose. However, with great thanks to our friend Sarah, who sent us a link to a story uh, on, what is it, InsideFacebook.com? Inside Facebook. Uh, She sent us a story where that could actually change, at least if you're following a fan page. Tell us a little bit about this, Eric. Yeah, well, the great news here is that, so for some of us, there there are differences of opinion on for people on when they like a page on Facebook. Some are just doing it to say, yes, I endorse, I like this. It's for the, you know, there's there's psychological studies about this, actually, truthfully. And, uh, and other people, they click like because they want to opt in. And that's where we kind of go with, you know, marketing and all that, is you opt in to the messaging and you are basically saying, yes, anything this page posts, I would like to be notified about. Or at least, as it used to be, I would see every post they do come through my newsfeed. 
if I scrolled back far enough. Now, that's not necessarily the case these days with the whole uh, algorithm and edge rank and all that. However, Facebook is rolling out the option for fans to receive notifications, like the, the red notifications that you usually get up in the, the little up by the little globe thing that say so-and-so tagged you or so-and-so liked your comment or, you know, et cetera. And you can do this now. I actually checked on the page that I run for Indiana Wesleyan University, and it is there. It is live there now, which is great news for me, where all I need to do is go to that page, under liked, I hover over it, and there it says get notifications, and I just need to click that. And then from that point forward, every post that that page makes, I can then receive a notification about. And so the beauty is for me is I'm going to actually be taking and doing some lunch and learn type uh, events for people that work here that are employees so that they can uh, turn this on. Not not just this, but a bunch of other stuff, you know, how to understand and do Facebook well. Uh, But I'm going to make them turn this on or at least encourage them to do so so that they get notifications when we post so that they see it, they click on it, they go to the post and then they can like it, they can comment on it, they can share it and that will drive much higher visibility and virality for our posts. Absolutely. So this is first and foremost, and I love this, if you're part of a larger organization where you may be in charge of the social media for that organization and you really want other people to kind of engage and, and interact so it doesn't look like you as the social media manager are the lone ranger trying to communicate your message to the world for the organization. Uh, but the problem is, is you don't want to send an email every single time you've oh, posted yeah. something on Facebook to everybody in the organization. But if you can communicate to the to, to all the individuals about the fact that, hey, I know everybody likes the page, and if you ever sign into Facebook, some of you may or may not see something show up in your timeline as a, resu- as a result of the algorithm and the edge rank. But now, if you go in and you hover over the like button and hit get notifications, every single time we post something at all, we or you will get a little red notification up there like just and like you said just like people um tagging you in a note uh or in a post somebody uh tagging you in a picture somebody mentioning you i mean all of those different things commenting on a post you posted yep and i love i really do enjoy facebook notifications in fact um it you know it helps me to make sure that i don't miss any interaction any any engagement that's happened with me and my personal brand on Facebook. Uh, you know, so I, I basically go through that. It, it's almost my uh, notifications on Facebook is like an inbox for me, if you will. I go in a couple times to make sure that I've seen all those notifications. And every now and then there's, you know, so-and-so has invited you to an event. And of course, I go in and decline when those events have nothing to do with me. And, and specifically, a matter of fact, get this, Eric. I was just invited to a Christmas party and it was my family Christmas party that gets together every single year. And this year, my aunt is uh, is organizing it through Facebook. And she's like, hmm. so, so she adds me to the event on the invitee list and she puts out a status update. And of course, you get notifications for those every time she updates on an event. And I, I don't I want to go in and decline because I don't want on my Facebook wall. 
it actually tells people what events I'm going to. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, it's like, wait a second. This isn't something necessarily that I want to commute. I mean, I'm not embarrassed about my family or anything like that, but this isn't necessarily a part. And this is one of those occasions where my personal brand and my business brand kind of intermingle. And it's like, you know what? This is, I don't necessarily need to have up there. It's like, hey, Cliff went to his, you know, family Christmas party here at this place. Not that that's a big deal, but anyway. Also in these notifications, you all, Eric, do you get those notifications from people where uh, it says, hey, so-and-so sent you such and such, you know, so many cows via farm bill or whatever? Not anymore, but I used to, yes. And I, one thing I love is right within the notification window, you can actually hover over that notification and turn that app off. Yes. And I love that. I don't have to, I used to have to click through to the app to see what it was and then actually say block application. And I don't have to do that. I can do it right from the notification window. And it really has helped me to streamline that. And the notification uh, with this change, if you were to like something on Facebook and you really do want, because that's the idea. It's like, listen, if, if I'm going to a fan page and specifically, let's just see if it was Pat Flynn for me. If I go to Pat Flynn's fan page and I really want to be up to date with what he's got going on with Smart Passive Income, I would click the like button. But the thing is with EdRank, even with somebody like uh, Pat Flynn who has so much engagement, I still wouldn't see everything because of EdRank. Right. But now I could click get notifications and it would actually, you know, send me a little note every time I that he posts something. Yeah. So I then said when we talked in pre-show, that there are a few brands that maybe I will go in and turn this on for for myself and Facebook. And then you said, I don't like anything on Facebook anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. There's not a single page on Facebook that I like today. And how did, what, what caused this? Well, you know me, I'm always going through and, and, you know, tweaking how I'm using social media and stuff like this. And sometimes you take some drastic measures. I do take some very Need drastic other people's measures. opinions. I, maybe some people have. Some and opinions. your own, maybe mine too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I would agree that I take some pretty drastic measures. So, you know, they rolled out Timeline. And if you go to Facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft, you got the big cover image at the top. I love that. You get the big avatar profile that kind of, uh, you know, hovers over the cover image and stuff like that. Then right below that, you have four boxes. Uh, mine shows my friends. It shows my photos that I'm tagged in. It shows events and it shows subscribers. And so that, that the, of course, those are the ones that I chose to put there. Now, I love that it shows my friends. Here's the deal. Right now, if you go to my profile, there you'll see a picture, and the picture that shows on my timeline right there is Dan Miller and myself together uh, when we were together in Atlanta. Nice pick. Yeah, thank you. Now, the thing is, is Eric, if you go and tag me in a photo, guess what? You've just changed what's on my profile page. <laughs> so I will go in, and I will click through to the photo that you've tagged me in, and I will choose to hover over it and say, hide from my timeline. Did you know you could do that? Yes. So I actually curate what gets shown on my profile page by doing that. Now, right next to that, if you're on my fan page, are are you there now? Yep. What event is it showing? NMX, New Media Expo. Exactly. So if I were to say yes to my family Christmas party, 
What would oh, it show? Oh, it takes the place of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. See? That, my friends, is why I have not But yet. you want that to be there because you want people to know you're going to be there. And as am I, by the way. Exactly. And so this is a this is a way to say, hey, if you're on my Facebook fan page, look at this. The next event I'm going to is NMX. And, the, and as soon as that's over, the next event that it'll have there is the platform conference. You Which know, congratulations, Michael. that's a really cool event. Thank you. I'm I'm very looking very much looking forward to that. And also, uh, that's Michael Hyatt's event, plat- yeah. platformconference.tv if you guys are interested. And then uh, in April, after that event's done, then it will actually show the Social Media Marketing World Conference. Uh, which is uh, Michael Hyatt's uh, Social Media Examiner Conference in San Michael Diego. Michael Stelzner. I'm sorry. Yes, Michael Stelzner. Sorry, all the so Michaels. Many Mike, my- so many Michaels. <laughs> exactly. But I'm I, so so. I do. I, I I curate what actually what thumbnail gets put there yep. by choosing what I get there. Now, then, if you scroll down on the left hand side, and then under some stuff on the right, you get my timeline updates. However, on the right-hand side, by default, they show my friends. There's no way for me to turn that off, and I don't mind showing my friends. Uh, photos, they show some photos there. I don't believe there's a way to turn that off either, but I certainly do curate by hiding or not hiding what's mm-hmm. there. Which one's your tagged in? The next one down is it automatically shows a map, a map I cannot get to go away. And I can tell you that it's impossible because I've tried. It used to say, you know, Cliff was, you know, here's Cliff all over the map. And uh, dude, when did you go to Chipotle? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's OK. Inside joke. Yes. So the thing is, is the map used to have all these different places on here and they're mm-hmm. all it's like this is irrelevant information. I don't want this map here on my profile at all. Yeah. So it had I wonder like if there's a way to remove that. It had 70 or some odd check-ins and I went in and clicked through and I deleted every post that had a check-in. And I just couldn't get rid of them all. There it just wasn't wasn't feasible and of course, you know, every time you click to say it, if you add a picture and you tell the location of where that picture is, it's there. And so that's going to put it on your places map on your thing. And I don't necessarily need people to know with a map, you know, where I've been most recently. And and so I'm a little bummed that that I can't get rid of places on my profile. And uh, where was I going? Oh, and then for you, Eric, on your page, go go to what is it? Facebook.com slash Eric J. Fisher. Yes. All right. So I'm, and that's I'm going there right now. Facebook.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. So I'm pulling it up right now. You've Subscribe got, today. You've got the same thing I do, only yours has activity, friends, photos, and what's right under photos for you? Your under likes. photos, yes. Yeah, look at the, ooh, you're, you're, you really like AppSumo, you really like Backcountry Treks, and which the, those are all great, but what's this hand-fill 5K run? Or what's, you really like Leagues or Brian Allain? Um, hey, don't don't be sharing all that stuff with everybody. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the see there. I'm being facetious. Exactly. So so here's the thing. You and and he, now the thing for me is aesthetically pleasing. Okay. Now um, the hand filled 5K run. I'm sure it was a great event, and yes. it's it's something that you'd love to support on on Facebook. But on your Facebook profile, I have to say that the the little thumbnail image for their brand, for their Facebook page, not so attractive. 
No. Really degrades the aesthetic quality of your personal profile. <laughs> I know. You want to you know what I just did? Did you unlike it? I, I, I went to it. I, I clicked on get notifications and then I unliked it. So now I'll still, still see when they post, Ooh. but I don't have to like the page. <gasps> you can just, you can get notifications from a page yes. and not have to like it. Yeah. Dude. I th- just did it. <laughs> this is huge because now you can get notifications every time hand filled 5k run posts an update, but never again will their ugly thumbnail show up on your personal profile right so anyway here's the deal i've been using facebook since at least 2007 i think it may have been 2006 and since then i had liked probably just a little over a thousand pages on facebook and because of the ugly thumbnails that were showing up on my thing i went in and i unliked every single page on facebook till there were no likes to display on my pro, on my personal profile. And so that's why when you go to facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft, you do not see the likes bo- uh, box anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Completely gone. It's gone. It does not exist. However, I do love, I mean, matter of fact, I'm going right now. Uh, I'm going to go to smartpassiveincome.com and I'm going to hover over the like button. Actually, no, I'm hovering over it. Yeah, I think it and, might actually not work. What yeah, I just said. Yeah, I don't think so because I'm hovering and it's not doing anything. But um, let's see. I can add to an interest list. Yeah, that's the yeah. other way you do this is just create a list. Or, well, no. There's yeah. the there's the other one where you do it and it's a uh, pages feed. Well, I'm going to go ahead and click like for just one second. Let me go back to my personal profile page now, though. Oh, and the, yep, there's a likes, and it says I like. Per, it does show Pat Flynn immediately on my on my thing, which is well. Not, you could you could pick lesser good looking people to have show up on your page. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to click on here, get notifications, and show in news feed. All right, and then if I go back to my personal profile, it still shows that I you know it still shows that. Now the thing is, is it'd be great if they also had here hide from my timeline or if they could just give me the ability to remove the map or remove the likes i I just it's just some of these things i'm certainly not pat i love pat pat's a great friend of mine but i i I did just go in and unlike the page because you know i'm trying to keep from the likes from even showing up there anyway yeah so that's that's what i'm doing yeah so i guess what we're saying here is is it'd be great to not only is it great that you can now have the notifications from a page, but on the timeline itself, it'd be great if there was a little bit more functionality to curate your, uh, not just what shows up in the little boxes, but also what shows up at, as the first few like preview boxes or whatever. I don't even know if there's a proper term for that. As you first look at the first few things on the timeline. Yeah, so. I- here, and and the, and some people may think this is a little crazy. This is a little obsessive compulsive. Well, that's a little bit of Cliff Ravenscraft, to be honest with you. However, this is important to me because I'm consistently being exposed to new audiences all the time. And one of the things people will do is go look me up on Facebook. And because I, you know, this is my one place. This is my one 
post where where I you know I say hey this is where I am this is where I live on Facebook uh, come check it out and I want people I want to curate and be responsible for what they do and do not see on that page and I and and here's one of the things that I that I also do when it comes to my status updates remember when I was posting well I'll give you an even more ex- recent example uh, I had my Black Friday through Cyber Monday sale. And one of the things that I would do is I would post an update. I posted an update for the first time on Thursday. And on Friday, uh, midday, I posted a second update. I went to the one from Thursday night and I deleted that post because I didn't want it to show up on my timeline anymore. Now, there are some times where sometimes I'll, I'll create a post and it gets a lot of interaction, like 30, 40, 50 different comments back and forth. And in those cases where I'm posting something like a new post to kind of say the same thing, but when somebody comes to my page for the very first time, they see who I am, I don't want them to to think, well, Cliff just posts the same thing over and over again. He's just marketing, marketing, marketing. Right. So, because I mean, there are times, there are sometimes where during one weekend of the year I do that. And there was this, you know, podcast awards thing for 15 days. But outside of that, I really don't do that. That's not who I am, and I don't want people to think that of me. So what I do is, like, when I was doing the podcast awards, and I say, hey, did you vote today? It'd get 30-some-odd comments or something. And then the next day, I would post another one of those with a different image, and I would go back, and instead of deleting the original post, I would hover over it and say, hide from my timeline. So it's actually still there. It's still in people's news feeds if they go back if the algorithm allowed it to. But on my Facebook uh, profile, my personal profile, I've still curated what status updates are there and are not there. And and I take this stuff very seriously, um, as you can tell. But that that's the that's the way I, I kind of try to manage my brand. And the only thing is is I, I really have no control over getting rid of the places off my page. And that's 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 the one thing that bothers me most right now. Yeah. But anyway, get notifications. So you're going to go turn this. Actually, you're so we're going to wrap this up with getting back to the fact that you can now get notifications from pages that you do like. Yes. I want you to try something real quick, though. Go to my profile again and see if you can find where my likes are. Okay, I'm going there right now. So I'm going to go back to Eric J. Fisher. And. Yes, I still see your likes. Oh, well. A matter of fact, know. now they're ugly. Uh, actually, no, wait, they're like, yes, because now you're, it shows likes on Instagram. Oh, weird. And gosh, it's, dude, you got <laughs> yours. I, I would go crazy with what you have because I go to, I see your activity. I see your friends and photos, which friends and photos. I still see your places. Uh, and then I see your, it shows your likes and it shows the things that you clicked like on on Instagram, which by the way, when I deleted all of my fan pages that I liked, I had to go in and unlike all of the Instagram photos that I liked. Oh, yeah. Cause see what I did was I actually went to, um, the likes and I went in and I clicked a thing where it said only show likes only to me instead of friends or public. Okay. Hold on. So but it's me- not changed it yet for some reason. Let me do this. I'm going to go to... Uh, oh, I, you click, you go you go to likes and then you go to edit and then you go down and it says other pages you like 
And right there, I've got it set to only me. So, right. So it's not showing me your pages, but it's showing me when you liked an Instagram photo. So I, there's other things here though. I can change that too. I could change it from my photos and all that other stuff. I could turn those to only me. So there should be a granularity here somewhere that makes it so that. Oh, so I didn't have anyway, to. Anyway, we're still uh, further investigating. Yes, we'll, we'll continue to investigate further. So I'm, if I'm going to try this though, I'm, I'm on my likes. So I'm going to click on likes and where do you see? Okay. Likes down and it's in there up at the upper, when you're in likes and you go to the upper right, there's a, a an editing. You have to click that first. Okay. So upper right and click edit. And, and then there's like little, um, yeah, all of those are blank. I don't have anything in any of that stuff. Right. But it still shows my pages. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll worry about that another time. So the question, though, Eric, uh, for your brand, you are the social media manager. You said that you're going to go and notify the other people. How yes. how can Facebook brand owners in um, educate their audience where how they can actually notify? How do how how do you plan on doing this? I am going to probably. I was actually talking about doing a screen cast of me saying go here you know facebook.com slash in west and then go over to here where it, it says like hover over it and and if you haven't clicked like click like for goodness sake then go down and click get notifications however knowing edge rank i'm act and and the whole thing with video versus images i'm going to actually take a screenshot of my arrow uh my you know mouse arrow over the like and then pointing to get notifications, and then put the instructions in text, and then I'm going to promote, I'm going to take that image, post it on Facebook from the page, and then I'm going to go ahead and promote that post. So you're going to pay to promote the thing that, am. yeah. But because it's worth it in this case, I'm going to promote a post that will show people how they can, how we can go around having to promote posts right. as much. And and the other thing is is that that would be great to do. Um, and also, you may want to create um, like a little video screencast tutorial on how yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then you know, kind of maybe create a blog post. Do you guys have a blog for the that yes. you're in charge of as well? Yeah. So we're probably going to do all three of these things. Yeah. And then what? And tweet it exactly. And and so keep you know and pin it <laughs> and pin it and Instagram it. Instagram it. Take a picture of yourself. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but so definitely, I think this is something that will take time for people to understand that this is available and to communicate and educate them on it. But uh, I think this is Facebook's response to the fact that what do you mean? I mean, I just assumed I was getting everything from this page because I liked it. Yeah. And now you not don't have to assume any longer. You can actually know that if you clicked get notifications on a page. Uh, you will get everything in notifications. I like it. The only thing is, is now I want to get to the place where they can do that for personal profiles. I know. That'd be great. Eric, it has been a pleasure, my friend. Let's not make it three more than three weeks before the next time we have you on here. I always love uh, chatting with you and finding out what's the latest and greatest in the world of social media. Yeah, definitely. Hey, oh, and before we sign off, tell people about your podcast. What's what's your most recent uh exciting interviews somebody might want to check out well the latest two i'm really proud of last week i talked to the head of social innovation at twitter 
Claire Diaz Ortiz. So that's uh, beyondthetodolist.com slash 15. Today, I'm releasing my interview with Getting Things Done author David Allen, and that will be beyondthetodolist.com slash 16. That is awesome to hear, my friend. Congratulations. Go, guys, if you have not checked it out, Eric Fisher's podcast, Beyond the To-Do List, head over to beyondthetodolist.com. Eric, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. See you later. All right, my friends. And now we are back into the rest of this show. I am so excited uh, again about this first question that I'm going to play for you off the voicemail feedback hotline. Before I play Matt's question for you, I want to encourage you to send your questions in for Podcast Answer Man. I, I love getting your questions. Absolutely, it's a thrill every week to try to include as many of these as possible into these episodes. You can send your audio question for Podcast Answer Man in three different ways. One, you could call our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, available-to-you hotline by with from your telephone even uh, at 859-795-4067. I'll say the phone number one more time, but then you'll have to back it up if you want to go and listen to it again. But it's 859 859- Seven nine five four zero six seven. Now, if you have audio equipment there in your studio and you want to record into an MP3 file, or even if you have an iPhone or Android phone or something like that has a voice memo app or audio recording app, if it's an AIFF file or if it's a AAC file, AIF, it doesn't matter what format. Chances are, I have software that will play it. Just go ahead and send that as an email attachment to feedback at gspn.tv or if you just have a built-in microphone on your computer or any other kind of uh, microphone connected to your computer, you can try going to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback and trying my speak pipe voicemail option there. Now, for a a question that's come in that I'm very excited about, here is what uh, Matt had asked. Hi Cliff, this is Matt from San Francisco and I have a request for the Podcast Answer Man. Will you post a link to your very first podcast episode? You see, I have yet to release my first show. It would be encouraging to me to hear how you have developed into a professional podcaster from the very beginning over a span of hundreds of episodes. Perhaps you could put together a montage of podcast clips from past episodes, a sort of vertical tasting of the Podcast Answer Man sound. Thank you, and God bless. All right. Thank you so much um, for your question, Matt. And I just want to say this. Yes, for Podcast Answer Man, I do have hundreds of episodes, this being episode 286. But I don't know if many people know this. I have recorded since December of 2005 over 3,000 podcast episodes. 3,000 podcast episodes, if you can believe that. In fact, I am going to give you a link back to my first episode, although I'm not going to start with Podcast Answer Man. I'm just not. Instead, because I've done that in the past here on Podcast Answer Man, it's pretty, it's not too hard to find. If you go to the sidebar on the right-hand side, scroll down to the bottom, and there's a little thing, uh, show the archives, and scroll down and just hit December 2006, and you'll be able to find the first episode pretty easily. But I am going to go all the way back to December 2005, my first ever podcast episode. And uh, it it turned out to become what was later called the Lost Podcast or the Weekly Lost Podcast of GSPN. But uh, I'll play for you just the first few seconds of, or first minute or so of my very first ever podcast 
podcast episode, and here's what it sounded like. This is Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Cliff Ravenscraft and Friends. Hello and welcome to the show. This is my very first podcast for Generally Speaking. Uh, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm in Hebron, Kentucky, and I just want to go over with you a couple things uh, to get this thing started. First off, I want to talk to you about the format of the show. Uh, I could not decide whether or not I wanted to do a another Lost podcast that is uh, 100% all Lost-related items, uh, just like various other shows that I'll mention in just a moment. Or if I wanted to do a technology-related po- uh, podcast, uh, like many of them out there. Or if I wanted to do a faith-based uh, podcast, like some other podcasts out there. Sound familiar to you guys? I want to create a podcast, but I don't know what I want a podcast about. So I thought that I would create a podcast that would just be about anything. I would just generally speak about anything that comes to mind, and that would be my podcast. It was going to be the Generally Speaking podcast. And I figured that's going to be fine because nobody's ever going to listen to me anyway. Yes, I thought those words. Who would ever listen to me talk about anything? So I created this podcast that I figured maybe seven people I might be able to convince them to listen to would listen to it and it's just going to be generally speaking. However, it turned out to be so much more and of course that's a whole story you can listen or actually hear and see me talk about uh, on my video over at podcastanswerman.com slash about. Anyway, that my friends was in December 2005. I had nothing more than a laptop, the free Audacity software and a very cheap headset with the little boom mic off to the side and it wasn't even USB it had two little plugs one eighth inch plug for the microphone one eighth inch plug for the headphones and those plugged into those little uh, sound card jacks on my my laptop and that's how I recorded my first episode and didn't sound all that great didn't sound all that confident and that's okay because I had to start somewhere and you my friends You got to start somewhere, too. You're not going to go straight into, hey, everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I have the podcast about my niche field of interest. No, you don't start there. In fact, this podcast didn't even start there uh, 286 episodes ago. Anyway, that was December 2005. Fast forward to the second podcast that I launched. I'm not going to play the first two episodes, but I wanted to just give you, I found episode three is really a decent episode of what I called, it was my second podcast called My Crazy Life, an audio journal, if you will, of what's going on in my life. Here's what it sounded like for the third episode of that show. Hello and welcome to episode number three of My Crazy Life. This is Cliff Ravenscraft and I'm here to talk to you a little bit about my crazy life from time to time. All right, and so there you go. You can tell, and by the way, this that episode was recorded in March of 2006. That is about three months into my podcasting. You can already tell a difference between my voice from my first ever podcast episode, how confident I was behind the microphone after just three months 
That's, you know, probably, you know, 13, 14 episodes in the can at that time. And then saying, you know what, I am I want to talk about more than just Lost, and this is a way that I can do that. Now, after a, a couple episodes, I think it was like 398 episodes, I made the decision to change the branding on that podcast. So that podcast still exists today, although today it's called Pursuing a Balanced Life And as of right now, there are 526 episodes of that podcast. And I'll tell you what, there's I've I've mentioned it here on Podcast Answer Man before. It's one of the shows that I think is probably the most important show that I've recorded over all of these years. It really does give you an inside look into what's gone on as I've built and developed everything that you see as my brand today. Again, that's at pursuingabalancedlife.com. All right, so let's talk about what I did one month after that. You know, remember that first episode of GSPN or the Generally Speaking podcast, I said I want to talk about life or about technology, about lost, or maybe even my faith. And I decided to create a separate podcast for faith. And here is the very first ep- episode. This is from April 2006. This is the very first episode of the About the Church podcast. Hello and welcome to Generally Speaking About the Church. This is episode number one, or El Numero Uno. (laughs) All right, so there you go. That show today, by the way, is still in existence as well. It's no longer called the About the Church podcast. Instead, it is now called the Encouraging Others Through Christ podcast, or the EOTC podcast, has 132 episodes. You can find more at encouragingotherstroughchrist.com. In fact, episode 131 of that podcast is my favorite podcast I've ever recorded in my life up to this point. And then uh, that'll give you a a feel of where I was in 2006, uh, you know, that little journey there. In August of 2007... Stephanie and I were recording a podcast together called the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. That's right. We decided to launch another entertainment-based show, and it was wildly successful. Uh, And here is a flavor of how that show uh, sounded. In fact, actually, the first couple episodes of that show were kind of off, and they sound more like the older episodes of uh, some of the other shows I've already played. But, you know, we did start getting a little bit more serious about our production values. And here's the intro to that Grey's Anatomy show. This is actually from episode 16 in August of 2007. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, the show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. Oh, crap. I'm not supposed to start this show, am I? (laughs) That's fine. That's kind of funny, though. All right. And so already the production values uh, by August of 2007 have increased greatly. Uh, Our microphones are getting better as we're we're improving and finding things that work better for us over time. Then I'm going to fast forward you to December 2007 when we launched a very important podcast and I'll just go ahead and hit play here. In fact, I, I decided to even leave, you know, our little donate uh, <laughs> commercial in the front. Here you go. Family from the Heart, episode number 
one. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first edition of um, Family from the Heart. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft, her husband. He is. And we have a brand new podcast. <laughs> and we have a brand new podcast that encourages us to talk to each other. <laughs> Matter of fact, that could that could be, if, if anything, what is this podcast about? We yeah. were talking about that before we right. hit the record button here. If this podcast could be about anything, it could just be the place for you and I to come and have a conversation as husband and wife. Yeah, because you're such more open with that microphone in front of your face. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's all about. I do. What the MacBook is closed. The MacBook is closed. <laughs> when the microphone is in front of your mouth, the MacBook is closed, and I have your full attention. All right, there you go. That is from the first episode ever of Family from the Heart. Today, that show is still in existence. Uh, and it has 234 episodes. Today we'll be recording episode 235 in front of our live internet audience here on gspn.tv slash live. Anyway, um, so yeah, that, that's what we sounded like in December of 2007, which by the way is two years after I've been podcasting. Uh, then I, rec- I did launch another um, faith-based show called The Almost Daily Devotional. I'll just play 38 seconds of that. Almost Daily Devotional? Episode number one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Almost Daily Devotional. I would say it's all brand new, but it's a concept that's been around for many years, and I want to tell you a little bit about it in this special introductory episode. And then we'll cover our first topic of the day, or for the podcast anyway. All right, so welcome to this brand new podcast. All right, so there you go. That's what my first episode of that show sounded like. That's the Almost Daily Devotional. That was in March of 2008, and I did record 166 episodes of that podcast, and I ended production on that and decided that anything that would normally go there, why don't I just put have one faith-based podcast called EOTC, or Encouraging Others Through Christ. So basically, at one point, after I think it was 128 episodes of EOT, of the About the Church podcast, About the Church and the Almost Daily Devotional became one podcast called EOTC, called Encouraging Others Through Christ. But anyway, 166 episodes of that. Now, I want to just bring you uh, to June of 2010, uh, when we recorded our 260th episode of the Lost Podcast, just to see, again, I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to play the very, this is episode one, episode one of the Lost Podcast. Again, here's what it sounded like, episode one. This is generally... Okay, that's episode one. Here is episode 260. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party and a podcast. Hold it! Stop! Do you hear that? 
Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the party in the podcast known as the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to discuss the end of the world as the we end. know it. Or the, the end. end. Do you know what is so funny is that I didn't know that the episode was What's... titled The End until like days later. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I, but it was so it was so fitting and so sad and... All right, there you go. And so that right there was about the wrap up, close to the wrap up. We did 261 episodes of the the Lost podcast and wow, that was a blast. But that gives you an, a, a feeling of how things have progressed here. And of course, I'm looking at my time now and I see that, you know, I, I told you I was going to do Debbie's question, what's up with the .tv domain name, Ben, uh, about his question about being interviewed uh, in my niche. And I, I have some other questions. I, I've already decided right now, looking at the time, I need to go ahead and push those back to episode 287. I really apologize about that. I will. But real quick, going back to Matt, Matt, if you want to see my first ever podcast episode, that full episode, not of Podcast Answer Man, but if you want to see my first podcast ever, go to gspn.tv slash first episode. That's spelled out F-I-R-S-T episode. So gspn.tv slash first episode, and you'll be able to see uh, or to listen to that full thing just to see how far I've come over the years. Now, also, if you want to, you can go over to gspn.tv slash episode guide, gspn.tv slash episode guide, and you'll see a list of, you know, a rundown, a, a breakdown of all the episodes, more than 3,000 podcast episodes that I've recorded over the years. And if you guys are not familiar with the fact that I do more than just Podcast Answer Man, I still do. Uh, head over to gspn.tv slash shows to see the list of shows that are currently in production. Uh, we have the Twilight Saga fan podcast we just wrapped up with the last Breaking Dawn movie. There's uh, 49 episodes of that. We did the entire Hunger Games podcast for the entire series there. And We'll just record some more of those when the mo- the rest of the movies come out. Uh, but we went through the entire book. Uh, we've had a lot of different content over the years. And we're still producing a lot of content on our own personal network. GSPN.TV is a network for myself and my wife to share our passions online, uh, online with our friends. And it has been an amazing journey. And uh, again, for those who have not seen the story of how this all began and how I got to the place where I am today... Go to podcastanswerman.com slash about, scroll to the bottom of the page, and then watch that video. It's a one-hour talk that I gave at uh, Blog World New Media Expo uh, in, I think it was uh, June or July of 2011, but uh, it's a it's a great way to, to understand our story and where we've come from over these years. Well, my friends, again, I do apologize to, uh, to Debbie, to Ben, and I've got, let's see here, Anna or Anna and Adam. I've got questions galore. Uh, I will start the show next week with those. I hope that you enjoyed our social media rant up at the front of the show. Uh, if you do go check out Better Piano Podcast, our my personal plug of the week this week, make sure that you let him know that you found him through the podcast Answer Man. Uh, real quick, I want to say thank you 
to those of you who have used my Bluehost affiliate sign up uh, link for uh, Bluehost signing up there. I, of course, I do get a very generous commission when you do that. Special thanks goes out to NHTS or actually NHTstudios.com. That I don't know what that stands for, but NHTstudios.com. And also because he lives radio.org. Very cool domain. Because he lives radio.org. Be interested to see what that actually turns out being. Anyway, thank you. If you want to sign up using my Bluehost affiliate link, you could just go to gspn.tv slash Bluehost, or you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting for all of my thoughts on hosting and things like that. I uh, just want to let you know my podcasting A to Z course for winter 2012 got launched earlier this week on Monday. Things are going extremely well. Thankful. 21 students signed up. I actually had one person beg me to let them in. I was I was going to limit this one to 20, but I did go ahead and let a 21st student in. It is going great. I can't wait to start sharing with you some of the stuff that's going to be launching over the next four weeks. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I just want to give you a heads up now. Uh, I am going to be here for the next, I think, three weeks, but I am taking Christmas week off, just so you know ahead of time. Plenty of notification there. Uh, And then I guess maybe since I have another one minute and 20 seconds to talk here, I just want to say thank you again to all of you who have, number one, uh, left me a rating and or a review in iTunes for Podcast Answer Man. If you haven't done so, I would love it uh, if you would just go out and tell the world what you think about Podcast Answer Man. Puts me right up at the top of the ratings and rankings in the uh, search results as people are thumbing through the technology category under podcasting. And and, uh, as a result of that, it helps me get my message out to the world in a more effective way. Uh, So I appreciate those ratings and reviews in iTunes. And of course, I just also want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have purchased equipment either through me, uh, through my packages at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment, or to those of you who are using my affiliate links with B&H Photo. Saw a lot of sales come through there. And um, I've been, matter of fact, let me, I've got 26 seconds. And just to give you an idea here, B&H, I've had an affiliate relationship with them uh, for four months. And so far, you guys have purchased $28,725 worth of equipment through them. You guys rock. Thank you so much. And I'll be back next week. Until next time, take everything you do to the next level.